Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, we got something special planned for our audience today. Why don't you let them know what's going on? Yes, today's a little bit different than anything I think we've ever done um, today. We are going to listen in to a session that we did at our church leaders conference that we just finished up. It was a great three days. We've already got dates next year, April 2 through 4. So I'd encourage you to go ahead and save those and, and make sure you don't miss it this year. But one of the things that we you know, as we put the conference together, we'd kind of had several ideas that we wanted to make sure that were featured, and we'd planned them six months ago. And we felt at the very end we were missing something. And we sat there as a team and we said, one of the things we're not talking about is building teams, developing lay volunteers. We should talk about that. Then we asked who should talk about that. And it was crystal clear it was Kyle Kegler. And so uh, this one almost didn't make it into. Uh, the conference, and I think it was one of the more helpful ones that we did. So let's go ahead and listen in to a session that you and Kyle uh, did at CLC. Uh, everybody, welcome Kyle Kegler. Hi, guys. We haven't met him yet. So Todd wanted me to make sure he told me over and over again that I have to introduce you this way, <laughs> that he has, he has made it very, very clear that Kyle Kegler is the best leader on staff. <laughs> and so I have to say that. And uh, there's just none taken, Todd. I'm sure that you think I'm number two, and that's why I'm here interviewing him. But anyway, so Kyle and I have some things in common that I wanted to let you know about is number one is that Kyle and I together, we have had 12 job titles while here on staff. And so we cannot hold down a job. I've had six, he's had six. We are in a tie right now for the most job titles while here on staff. So right. why don't you let everybody know what were some of the, some of the things you've done? Yeah, so years? I started as the uh, small groups guy. That only lasted for a couple of years. I went to the children's guy. That lasted for four uh, external focus guy for another three, family ministry for three, and now Plano for three. And my hunch is Todd will grab me after this and say, okay, here's another one. We're ready for you to be out of that. Go do something else. Awesome. Do you have a favorite? Um, this is going to sound a little weird. I really don't have a favorite. Um, I, you know, the, the move to children's ministry wasn't the sexy thing to do, right? In terms of, hey, this looks like what a pastor's supposed to do. The elders just came and said, hey, Kyle, we need some leadership in that area. Uh, would you go do that? And so I was like, man, I want to serve. I want to help. I'll go do that. And I will tell you, it was an amazing four years for me. And, uh, and my, some of my closest friends in the world and my, I would say just, I grew more as a leader as I was loving and caring for kids and that team. And it was phenomenal. So That's I would awesome. say that was great, but I really don't care. I love it when the elders come say, Hey, Kegs, would you go do this? And if you'll, and I just want Todd to say, Hey, here's your hill. Go build a team, take the hill. I'm great with whatever that is and whatever area that is. That's awesome. So one of the things we have in common, can't hold down a job. Another thing we have in common is that your daughter's used to drive a car that my wife and I owned. And yeah. so we've got that great connection. Yeah, and the that. third thing we've got in common is that Kyle and I, we were both pitchers in college. <laughs> both of us pitched in college. He, he pitched at Oral Roberts University where he went. And uh, I pitched at Clemson University for the uh, Sigma Chi uh, intramural <laughs> softball team. <laughs> but Just we're both pitchers in college. Both pitchers in college. I mean, a few little different details, but we've got that, got that yes, in common. That's so exactly right. anyway, I'm excited yep. for you guys to hear from Kyle. So uh, he's got this reputation of being a master team builder. So Kyle, <laughs> let, let me just start with this yep. question for you. From your perspective, why are teams so important? Yeah, I'll just give you really four quick, simple things, and I'd love to meet with anybody and kind of expand on these. But one is building teams makes disciples, 
right? That, that's just, it's an important process. And I, we said this yesterday in our breakout, like the, the first Protestant Reformation was giving the Bible to the people. I think what we need, the second Reformation is giving the ministry back to the people, right? That it is not for staff uh, to do all the ministry. And we say all the time when we hire people here, hey, we wanna do ministry through people, not to people. And so that's really why we do that. So one, it makes disciples. Two, it builds ownership for people. Okay, and three, it's uh, you get more work done. And four, you have more fun. It's just more fun to do it in teams. And so anytime I get a responsibility, the first thing that hits my head is, hey, how can I give this away? Okay, how can I give it away? What, how can I train people to take this thing uh, that I'm doing? All right, so you've come up with seven principles yep. that you teach and talk about often when it comes to team building. So let's just go through these seven. I'll, uh, I'll say principle number one, and then you just talk about what you mean by all those. So the first Perfect. one that you have here, first principle when it comes to team building is to be courageous. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, let me just, just globally just say, one of the things I think, and I say this a lot, is when we get to heaven, um, I think one of the things that Watermark's gonna be known for and why God, why we were effective is just the courage of our senior leaders, our elders, how they stand on the scriptures. And that value gets permeated through our whole organization. And I would even say as you're building teams with lay leaders, you wanna help develop courage in those leaders. I'll give you an example. So th this may be blasphemous here, but we fire volunteers. Okay, and so if, if we've done a good job of giving clear expectations, telling them what they're to do, we've, we've seen misses, we've gone to them and said, hey, you need to change. And if they're not faithful in what we've told them to do, we ask them to go somewhere else and put them in another ministry where their gifts are gonna be used better. And that takes courage to tell people that you've recruited and trained uh, to, mo to move somewhere else. Those are hard conversations, but that sets the bar for what we mean in building teams and being able to do ministry effectively. Awesome, so be courageous. Second one you, you talk about is to bring energy. Yeah, and so I, I would just tell you whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, when you're leading a team or you're training people to lead lay teams, when you're doing that, whether you're the staff or the, the lay leader, you, you wanna be excited about what you're doing. And I would just tell you that comes from your walk with Christ, right? You wanna be convinced when you're with the Lord, hey God, I know you've got me doing this. Here's the target that I've been given and I, I, I wanna go take that hill. And so you wanna believe it yourself and then you wanna let other people know that you believe it and, and bring energy to it. And as you're looking and recruiting teams, when you're talking about the vision with them, you wanna pay attention. You wanna look in people's eyeballs and who lights up whenever I'm talking about this. We've done this throughout the years and I'll be in a meeting with 10 people and I talk, I'm talking about this and I look around and there are two or three in that room that are just like, mm-hmm, yep, 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 yep. And so I, I go talk to them after the meeting. And I just say, hey, look like you connected with this. Hey, let's get to know each other. Let's talk. And those folks inevitably end up being people that take on great responsibility for that team. I remember a story with this where I saw you uh, bring energy to a new endeavor when you guys were getting ready to start the Plano campus. Right. So Rob Berry, who's in uh, my community group, we were helping him process that decision about right. possibly he and Leslie going up and joining the Plano campus. So there was a time where you just got some leaders together yep. to talk about what was going on in Plano. Rob invited me and a couple other guys in our community group to just come and listen to help him process. And so I remember sitting there and just seeing the energy as you talked about what 
you thought God was going to do up in Collin County and what God was going to do through the Plano campus and getting home and talking to Jackie. And she was like, well, how'd that meeting go? And I was like, it was great for Rob. I think I want to go to Plano now, right? <laughs> like, I, but I'm on staff. Like, I don't know. I, I think I, hey, I there's think still I a job up there. up there, by the way. Well, it would be number seven and you would win. I would. Yes, I would win, but I'd still be the second best leader. So I don't know if I'd want to do that. Anyway, so uh, be courageous, bring energy. And the third principle you have is to have fun. Yeah, life's too short not to do ministry with people you love. And so when we, we, I was part of the original team that kind of helped start um, Watermark. And one of the things Todd and I talked about a lot is, man, let's have fun when we're doing this. Let's make this fun. couple of great examples. Uh, Garrett's our uh, young adult pastor in Fort Worth. And so he came across a $75 uh, flight to Denver. And so he got all his key leaders. They booked 10 tickets. They took those. They went to Denver. They skied the next morning. They came back in the afternoon. They jumped in on a parade that was happening downtown and came home and got in at one o'clock that night. And in 24 hours, they had built all these memories together, right? And so just being creative, one of the things that Liz and I are thinking about doing for our team after CLC, this has been a pretty busy time for us. And so you know how curling kind of got some energy, right, in, in the Olympics, right? So we're making phone calls to see if we can take our team uh, in the next couple of weeks to just do a curling session, right? So we hire somebody, do 30 minutes, right? And then we're gonna, we're gonna do that deal, right? We're gonna get right out here and we're gonna, it's gonna be a blast. So anyway, be creative, have fun with your team's really important. That's awesome. It's like a whole nother gif right there. Oh, there it was. That was awesome. That was great. All right, so have fun, go curling. Because we're going to tweet that out, write that down. All right, so be courageous, bring energy, have fun. Number four is to know yourself. What do you mean by that? Yeah, and so this is really important. This goes back to your own personal intimacy with Christ. And you want to continue to pay attention to your own heart. Uh, And what I mean by that is I, I have some pretty pretty significant dad wounds from a dad. My dad left the family when I was young. And so I did Regen a couple of years ago just to continue to pay attention to where my holes were. And I, in order to build teams, you've got to know what your weaknesses are, what your gifts are, and you've got to build teams around those weaknesses. And so your insecurity, your own insecurity, which was mine, um, and some of the dad wound stuff that was going on was I need, there were times when I needed to be the man, right? And if you've got to be the man in this thing, it, you can't give ministry away. So a lot of the success and keys to building teams is having your identity in Christ, knowing what your gifts are, and therefore you can freely give other things away and let God bless the making of disciples uh, and watch it in other people. And I would tell you, as I'm continuing to get healthy in that area, I have more fun watching other people, lay leaders, experience ministry, be in community groups where there's hard things, and even those marriages that are blowing up, when they come out of there and like, that was amazing. God used me in that living room tonight. And so anyway, you just got to know yourself, be comfortable with who you are, what your gifts are. And so that goes back to our own personal walk with Christ. That's awesome. All right. And so the next one is kind of a a part two of that would be, so for number five is to play chess, not checkers. What do you mean? Yeah. And so if I, if know yourself is the previous principle, this is, this is know your people. And so um, play chess, not checkers. Adam, you tell them, you use that more than I do. So I didn't even hardly yes, do what you talking uh, about. This is a phrase coined by Tim Elmore. And so in checkers, all the pieces do the exact same thing. 
And so every, every piece moves the exact same way. And so a lot of times as leaders, we will look at our people and those that are volunteering in our church, and we'll just think everybody can play the exact same role, which is not, not correct. Not every person is the exact same, so we can't put the people into the exact same role. So with chess, every piece does something a little bit different. You've got to know what that piece is to know how it can move and function. And so that principle also applies when we lead. It's just knowing everybody's different. They've got different gift mixes. And so we can't just put you know, anybody in that particular role. We need somebody who's gifted in that role or who has some skills in that role. And so we've got to be able to figure that out. And that means you've got to know your people, right? You've got to know what their gifts are, who they are, what their weaknesses are in order to put them in the right right place. One other thing I'd love to say here is that I wrote down, hey, pray for it, wait for it, is what I wrote down. So the right people for the right spots are really important. We've got a great story at the Plano campus. Um, early on when we were starting the campus, we had women that were saying, hey, we want a women's ministry, we want a Bible study. And we had some lay leaders that were doing a great job. Uh, but the problem was I was the women's director. <laughs> that didn't go very well, okay? And so, and, but we waited and we waited and we prayed and processed. And then the Lord brought for us uh, a gal from... Um, Illinois that has just absolutely, some of y'all have met Meg, that has just transformed what's happening in our women's ministry at the Plano campus. But it was a, it was a long, painful, patient wait for us to get to that spot. But I am so thankful we waited because the ministry that's happened is exponentially what it would have been if we haven't waited for, for God's person in that role. All right, number six, you set the bar. You yep. set the bar. What do you mean? Yeah, and so I would just say we, we as the... As you're building team leaders, you're building lay leaders, you are the person, person that's gotta tell them, hey, this is what my expectations are, here's what I want to happen f- for your team, okay? And so you've gotta pass that on well so they know what the job is, they know what the job expectations are, and then you've gotta delegate Okay, not only responsibility, but you've got to delegate authority for them to make decisions, right? When Jesus sent out the 70, he delegated both, responsibility and authority. And you've got to give them some decision-making authority so that they can lead those teams. So it's why you've got to get the right people, because you've got to, you've got to trust them to make decisions. But what it does is it gives them ownership and what people own and what they develop is going to grow because they're going to be so excited about it. All right, last one, and this may be one of the more difficult ones, is to provide yep. candid feedback. Yeah, and so this has every, you've heard this probably in every breakout, and just we just have a culture of handling conflict well. And so I told our breakout yesterday, the guy that came with me to do Plano was a guy named Rob Barry. And so Rob, once a month, comes up to me and he says, hey, Kegs, he goes, when you, when you admonish me, you tell me you love me. And he continually says that to me. And so what that does for me is that gives me incredible freedom to give Rob feedback about, hey, that wasn't your greatest moment, or hey, I think you could have tightened this up a little bit. And he does the exact same thing for me. So what we're trying to do here is build a culture where all of our employees live that way that they're so secure in who they are in Christ, so secure in the role that they're in, that they are telling their supervisor, hey, when you admonish me and correct me, when you do that, that tells me you love me. And can you imagine the potential if we take full advantage of every single person's gifts on our staff and then as they pass that on to the leaders of leaders, just the incredible potential that I think we're not maximizing right now. And so 
giving people feedback is critical. Set clear expectations, follow up. And so the phrase we use around here is that you can expect what you inspect, okay? And that you need to go and stay relationally tied and connected to the folks that you're giving ownership to. And that's not just for staff members. I mean, that you're all providing- All the way out, that's yeah, exactly right. Feedback even for volunteers yep. with all that. So that's great. So that's be courageous, bring energy, have fun, know yourself, play chess, not checkers, you set the bar and provide candid feedback. Those are seven amazing principles, so yep. helpful yep. when it comes to team building. So just two last questions. Why yep. don't you think more, more church leaders do this? Yeah, I think part of it is just so a lot of us feel like in, out of insecurity, we need to be the man or the woman to lead this thing and we kind of need the glory. We're stealing God's glory. And I, I, think, I think that's one of the things. I think other people just don't know how to do it. And so I think I'm gonna answer the next question yeah, now. Yeah. So he, here's the deal. This is really easy. Okay, if you will go study Exodus 18, 17 through 26, take an hour or an hour and a half and do observation, interpretation, make principles out of that passage. That's where Jethro came to Moses and said, hey, you're killing yourself and you're killing the people. Stop it. Go appoint leaders of 1,000 and 500 and 150. If that passage is so full of team building principles. If you don't remember anything we said today in this session, just go study Exodus 18 and you will walk away knowing exactly what to do as a team builder. All right, so those were his seven principles. Be courageous, bring energy, have fun, know yourself, play chestnut checkers, you set the bar and provide candid feedback. John, I remember sitting up there with Kyle as he was going through this and the one that was so convicting on that list to me is that idea of bringing energy. I feel like that is one of the things I need to consistently remind myself that it's one of the most important things I bring to my team. It's not smarts, not decision-making, not development. All those things are important. But one of the most important things I bring to my teams is just that energy, that positivity. Hey, we can do this. Hey, we can move in this direction. Hey, whatever obstacles we're going to face, we can get past those. So that was really convicting to me when uh, when he went through that, and it was just a much needed reminder for me. What on that list for you was uh, was a good reminder? Yeah, I need to take my team to Colorado. Apparently, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of boring. We like go grab lunch, and uh, all my people are going to uh, defect and go uh, join other teams. So I, I think the one for me was the whole chestnut checkers, and uh, this idea that you slot people, uh, you know, in in places that are a really good use of their gifts. And I know personally how. I want to be in a position where it's a great match and I can win and I can contribute and I can use my gifts and be be effective and really help. What's interesting in the church a lot of times is we just see these uh, these blanks and we see the entire body as um, you know just names we can slot in those blanks and we and we put people in positions kind of unthoughtfully because a lot of times the need is so great. And I, I think a great team and a great leader of teams now understands that there are unique uh, unique roles and people are wired uniquely and they they take the extra time to make those fits and uh, and that that makes everybody uh, enjoy what they do so much more and i think makes the effort so much more effective. So John, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think the reason we did that session, Adam, is because we wanted to convey that that really is uh, the heartbeat of ministry here, which we hope is kind of the heartbeat of of any church. And um, Ephesians 4 is pretty clear. We have gifts, um, not so that we can show off, but so that we can uh, develop others and help them use uh, theirs. And um, and it's one of the things I think that sets uh, some of our leaders apart is they're not only just competent at what they do and up front with a microphone or leadership uh, situations, but they're awesome at building teams. And 
most of the, or really all the ministry that, that happens here at Watermark happens through lay-led teams, and um, and they're having so much fun. We're not we're not asking uh, something of them that is a beating or a burden. It really is a blessing that we're giving them, and uh, and so we wanted the folks there that were at the conference to know that, and we want you to know that too. So don't uh, don't be a ball hawk, and don't uh, don't grab the microphone, don't grab. Um, the spotlight um, yourself, share it, develop others, develop teams. And I think you'll have more fun. And I think uh, they'll have more fun. And more importantly, I think the mission will be more effective. All right. Well, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, please feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. Also, this is really exciting. Be sure to check out a new feature that we've got for the podcast now, show notes. So if you're listening to us in the podcast app on your iPhone or other device, you can click on notes and you will see an outline of all the content that we talked about, any other resources, maybe some, some maybe some resources we didn't even mention in the episode, some links to other helpful resources. So we're excited to be able to provide that. So be sure to check that out. And there's kind of a fun story yeah, on those how notes, that even came about. Yeah, those notes came from uh, the episode that we did here with Benson, who talked about using volunteers. And he went and he found some volunteers uh, in our body who we're thrilled uh, to give their time and type out those notes. So way to go, Benson, uh, practicing what you preach. And um, so I hope you enjoy and find those helpful. That's great. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.